I remember for Vince's wedding, I was hanging out with you and Mary outside at one point, And Mary was saying that, like, as you guys were going up to his wedding, you looked at her and you smiled. And you're like, do you want to, like, smoke cigarettes tonight? Or something <laughs> like that. And she said you said it in the most adorable way. <laughs> well, because it was, like, a fun what? time and we hadn't in so long. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I have, you want to be bad? You want to be yeah. bad? You want to you want to get fries for the table and also smoke cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get I, some I just balls for the table. I, I, we'll share them. <laughs> and I remember hearing her say, "Sean, stop it." <laughs> you know how Mary's always saying that. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros from Belmar, New Jersey. It's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. And from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And that's all we have. That's all we've ever had. If you say you come on here saying that we've ever had a fourth member of Brose, I'm going to call you a liar. Yeah, there's no such it's thing. Never happened. I don't know no, what you're well, talking about. Torm Hornson, never heard of him. Torm, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't exist. He's never been on this show. Yeah, no Tim this week. Unfortunately, uh, he's he's at a prior engagement, but he'll be back eventually, at some point, next couple of weeks. We'll see. I hope so. It's it's yeah. that time of year where holidays and prior engagements and family and whatnot. It is comes October twenty seventh. Yeah. <laughs> so like Halloween parties this week, and then those damn holidays uh, are literally. Uh, let's see. This this episode that we're recording now would be out on the thirteenth, which wow. would mean we would need to record. Veterans Day. Uh, <laughs> we would need the the next one. The, our last one in this session comes out the Monday before Thanksgiving, which means we need to figure out a time to record before Thanksgiving. There's no way. There's no way. Final <laughs> final weekend. Uh, and then yeah, so we got it. We got to figure that out. We'll talk later, but yeah. It's the time of the year. I think we should figure it out right now. Okay. Yeah, it's on air. In real time, it out. In real time. What's everybody's schedules? Let, let everybody on the internet know what our schedules and availability are like for the next four weeks. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah to the person who doxed me, I won't be home. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. He's, he didn't strike me as the kind of person who... Uh... Anyway, I'm done making jokes about that. Uh... <laughs> the Brose Podcast. That's what we're on. Brose, available on all major podcasting platforms. The premise of our show. Ding. It's called ambient noise right there. Pan to the left, pan to the right. That's stereo sound, people. <laughs> we answer questions from you, the audience, or at least we did for four and a half, five years. Now, the three of us, four of us sometimes, allegedly, but tonight it's three of us. We come to the... Uh, each episode, we bring a question of our own that we want to discuss with our bros. It could be about anything that's on our minds. It could be about current events, pop culture, would you rather, deep psychological or emotional questions. It could be about life, the universe, or anything. But whatever question we ask, we do so with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. And if you out there in listener land still want your questions answered on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, we have to start with what we're drinking tonight. I'll start this episode by talking to you about Frise, the carbonated wine-based drink selection <laughs> especial. Like, 
man, I know that there's legal there's legal reasons uh, why it went at a certain legal limit where you can and cannot identify something as like vodka or alcohol versus a vodka based drink or a wine based drink. But boy, nothing is less appealing than a wine based drink. <laughs> <laughs> which is what i'm holding right here ingredients rose wine water sugar citric acid ascorbic acid uh oh boy uh dimethyl dimethyl and aromas of raspberry and grapefruit it's too sweet man it's too sweet it is way too <laughs> sweet uh for for what i was going for tonight uh but it is what it is and maybe the sugar will wire me until the end of this uh three episode session I would not recommend it. if you're not if you're not in the rosés for the sweet stuff. If you like the drier stuff, this is not the one for you. Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Harkin Barrel Fermented Chardonnay, and it is uh, pretty okay. Uh, it was a little bit too sweet right out of the fridge, but it's since warmed up and become a little bit more. Uh, there's a little bit more to it, and so give it a solid B. For bros b for boy you should drink this one boy boy oh boy uh rich what about you what are you drinking i'm drinking uh valenzino italian winery or family winery not italian winery uh jersey devil batch number three if you want to get drunk on a wine fast drink this it's 14 percent. not as strong as the other jersey devils i think one of them is like 16 percent um but it tastes like pure alcohol with a little bit of apple and cinnamon. So you might like it if you like the flavor of alcohol and the texture of oil. Mm. <laughs> and that's a lot of people. There's a lot of yeah. people who are out there. Yeah. That Venn who, diagram contains multitudes. Yeah. There's somebody who's just at home drinking castor oil and being like, boy, if only this had some, some sugar well, in it. If only this tasted just like alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, right. it's it's aged in bourbon barrels, if that helps. Uh, yeah, all right. Now, <laughs> questions at gmail.com. If you, the listener, would like your question answered on the air, but uh, do either guys have a strong hankering to ask your question first? I will. I don't have a strong hankering, right but I will certainly. Uh, Go for what it. Do you, what do you guys think? Do you think there's an advantage that you have or you had as a kid that kids today just don't have and it doesn't have to be something like huge because mine is uh video games so like growing up us specifically and maybe people like a couple years older than us like the video games were like a kind of upward uh like the complexity of them is on kind of a linear upward site like upward cycle yeah. where like we went from you can only move left and right up and down to kind of rudimentary 3d in uh like Mar super mario kart and then we got the playstation where you could still only kind of move in one direction you couldn't really jump and then the ps2 you had the two joysticks and like so like it all made sense like i know i notice it mostly in mary now like trying to get my wife into video games and she didn't play them at all 
Like, it's a huge jump. It's a huge leap. Like, we had steps that they, kids just don't today. Mm-hmm. They still yeah. pick it up, but, like, I, it, I, it seems like, to me, there was a natural progression to it where you went from really simple to very complex, but now you're just jumping in in the complex games. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a Fortnite, mm-hmm. I could not... If you told me when I had only played Super Mario on the NES that Fortnite existed, I would have no idea how to like even yeah. conceptualize but, that. And how, how would that even work? You're but in my develop, it was a developing medium. Yeah. That's I I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about anybody with what I'm about to say, but my eight year old niece plays Fortnite. Like mm-hmm. It, it's, I think, I, I understand where your question is coming from, and I, I totally get it. We had that progression. We had that up rank. But kids who game, who play games nowadays, they're just thrown into it and it learn skills faster. Mm. And so I think for, uh, for them, it's like, it's just the same as us playing Mario to Tomb Raider to Final Fantasy Tactics, to Halo, to Fortnite. Them just jumping right into Fortnite, they learn skills. Kids just learn skills faster. Mm. And so, for instance, if your wife not being able to pick up playing certain games, it has nothing to do about whether or not... It it, it has... It, well, it's all you, about... You're right in that my wife's brain is not as elastic as a child's. Yes, yes. Like like I it's like I said, I'm not saying anything bad about anyone. I'm just saying that kids pick saying up Saying that Mary some of can't handle stuff. a game that's made for literal children. That's all. No, but see here the thing is I can't handle Fortnite. I've never played it. If I if you were to throw me into Fortnite, mm-hmm. uh it would take me forever to get into Fortnite. I can play similar games, but Fortnite itself I can't get into. And there are some games out there that are like I only know how to play this because I played the original versions or I played the older stuff or the old school things. Like I don't, I, if, if you were to give me something brand spanking new, it's going to take me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like, you're right. We did kind of have that up ramp and we progressively saw where games started to where games are now. And we, I think it gives more of us an acknowledging of why sometimes games aren't as good right away. More so than like kids nowadays, they'll see a game that's just bad immediately and just be like, "Oh, this sucks." It's like, well, you know what went into that game, and like, it's actually more complicated and technical than you think. It's more than just jumping and shooting. Like, look at this game; it's fantastic. Yeah, it's Mega Man. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just it's there's more than been jumping and shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mega Man. Hmm. Yeah, you can also slide. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh. It, I'm not. That's, what was I say? Video, video games are interesting because, as you said, we we sort of grew up with the medium and like as it was developing and like the technology was getting better and it was like just going quickly, quickly, quickly and and the growth seemed very exponential and now it seems to have plateaued a little bit and you know it's it's much more. Uh, the barrier to entry is a lot. Well, I shouldn't say that the PS5 is still a billion dollars, but like it's it's much more widely. Uh, played and and accepted and things like that as as a medium of entertainment. Uh, whereas when we were younger, it was like, oh, this is all new. Like it, we went from like we went from like Excite Bike 
to 3D football in the span of like a decade mm-hmm. on playing video games, which is which is crazy. It's 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 like if it's like if you were growing up watching like movies for the first time, and you start with like the the silent films, and then suddenly you have like you know Battleship Potemkin, and then you have you know like Casablanca, and suddenly like oh my god, this is incredible, and then, <laughs> so and then Wizard of Oz, like it's 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 that kind of of growth and the technology just gets better. So that's an interesting, interesting idea as far as like the advantage you had as a child. Um, the one that, I mean, the, the obvious one is that when I was a child, there wasn't a, a crippling and almost mandatory from a social perspective desire to broadcast everything you do on the internet. That's a big advantage <laughs> that I had growing that's up true. that the current generation does not. Um, I guess, there was still like a trust factor, and 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 you're you, Sean. You've got some older older children, so maybe I just haven't experienced this with my daughter yet. But like, my perception is that there's less freedom to just walk around and do whatever. But it, Jake goes out and sort of wanders around the neighborhood, and like not then and goes not to like a, yeah, not like, like that. not that not as like a ne'er do well or a rascal, yeah. but just like as a <laughs> just, child. yeah, just tapping a baseball bat in his hand, looking for trouble, <laughs> like not yeah. not. Yeah, not like that, but like he can just like you can just be like, "Hey, you're gonna go bike over to your friend's house." Yeah, cool. Uh, which go, is good. That's go something play I did or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So I, I think that's something that, that we had when we were younger, and I'm glad that that stuck around. So as far as an advantage, I'll stick with that first one. Then you know, just the expectation that you're not going to have everything that you do broad, you know, preserved in mm-hmm. in perpetuity online, uh, which is. Mm-hmm. It's a sort of a cliche answer, but I do truly believe that. Like, there's definitely a performative aspect to social interaction now uh, mm-hmm. in children that I. It, it strikes me as a little unsavory, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they're, they're used to it at this point. So, no, knowing knowing that if my parents wanted to post child pictures of me on the internet, they would have to take pictures of old photos that are starting to blur out and gray out, and mm-hmm. and and break gives me a lot of comfort because then it's just like yeah my parents can't embarrass me with photos of me as a kid or you could digitize them 20 years ago put them on a cd and save them and port them over to every desktop you ever have and then repost them every year on your birthday not that i know anybody who's ever done that not that my family does that to me i i definitely don't see i definitely don't including my brother's birthday because my brother was on on social media for years so she should start posting pictures of me on facebook uh be like happy birthday alex here's a picture of matt (laughs) (laughs) definitely don't see someone in the casnell family posting it's it's never happened once i have no idea what it would feel like (laughs) if that was the case i definitely can't go to your facebook profile and see the friendship between you and this person and see them post these every year Mm, that person (laughs) anyway rich what do you think is an advantage that you had growing up that the kiddos today don't that was your dad that did that right that's what you're saying right your dad i think big ron (laughs) flatline when i said the word digitized <laughs> um i think it's uh similar to sean but more in um more broader spectrum of just like technology and understanding computers in general like but it also again it's if if i were to try to understand tech and computers now i my brain does not comprehend any of this stuff but back then when I was younger, I understood technology. I understood programming and things like that. And I could pick up on this stuff a lot easier. Um, and I think with them, for the most part, like kids nowadays, they're having an easier time with 
content creation in the aspect of um, like filmmaking, recording, editing, and things like that, but creation in the aspect of programming and design uh, is, is is less frequent, it seems to me. Mm. And so, like, mm-hmm. because we grew up with the uh, broadening of this technology of video games, of the internet and things like that, it, it was easier for us, like me and my friends, to start to understand web development, web design, uh, programming, computer science, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I think easier for you stuff. to understand that stuff now than it is for kids these days. I think so. Like, I think it it might be the same as, uh, but yeah, it might be though, the same as video where games it's, where it's just like they're just like this is just what it is, and they yeah, and they just do it. I yeah. don't know. I oh, I, I thought know. of another one that is legit is that uh, smoking, not smoking, was a lot easier for us as kids than kids today. Uh, really? Because, you think so? Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. So they aren't smoking anymore, but literally every single child vapes. Mm. Like it is, we we were lucky because we were right at the at the point before vaping. But when everyone was like, it was universally agreed upon. Like I'm not saying that nobody smoked, but it was universally agreed upon that it was bad for you. And then vaping yeah. came. And it was like, it's less bad for you. And everyone was like, let's do it. And so now every yeah. single child vapes. And it's uh, so like, it was a lot easier for us not to use nicotine than children today. Mm. Why does smoking have to look so cool? I know, <laughs> man. It's it just so looks Joe Camel. Uh, Joe Camel, man. You got to yeah. ask him why he I haven't why, smoked why. a cigarette in my life. I've smoked cigars before, but I, I haven't smoked a cigarette in my life. And, and I mean, Look, oh, man. it's it's greatly diminished my Q rating. <laughs> Not having that. Yeah, I've I've only I ever smoked through weed. the floor. That's it. I've never smoked cigarettes or cigars. No. Only ever smoked weed. Listen, mm. I so I do not smoke anymore. But man, did I feel fucking cool when I did, and yeah. uh, I don't have any desire to to do it again. But like, mm. goddamn, if I didn't feel dope as shit. It, it, there was guy, it is incredibly sad. <laughs> there was there, a guy in our newsroom in college who we, we made like a fake baseball team of everybody that was on the news staff. And we decided that this guy was going to be our ace pitcher solely because the dude smoked cigs. And we thought it'd be hilarious to have a dude who was just out on the mound smoking cigarettes, <laughs> and throwing, throwing heat. Like it was it's 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 an instant cool factor. And it just stinks that it will kill you. 100 percent. I, I played slow pitch softball against a team where the first baseman was sitting there with a lit cigarette in one hand and his glove in the other, and we had to ask the ump to ask him to put it out because he wouldn't put it out when we asked him to. It's yeah. like, come on, guy. Like, we don't want to deal with that. Uh, all right. Uh, I got a question. Okay. So, you guys familiar with uh, apparently a list making the rounds on the internet in general uh, over the last couple of days? List of uh, the top 28 worst first date spots according to, quote-unquote, women. Oh, boy. Are you familiar with this? Have you you seen this list? No. I don't care about numbers 6 through 28. What I want to do is I'm going to – I have the five, the top five right here, and I want to see if you guys can guess them. Oh, boy. I was about to look them up. I didn't look them up. Do not look them up. 
Okay, okay. We can look them up after, but I want you guys, first of all, start by guessing the five. Top five worst date spots. They're first primarily date. food. Yeah, first date spots are primarily places you would go to eat. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to throw fast food in general in there. If we need to be more specific, let me know. But I'm just going to say fast food in general is probably number one. Fast food in general is number eight. Number oh. eight is fast food. As number eight is any fast food chain. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. That really makes me second guess any of these then. Because hmm. the what could be worse than fast food? A, a brewery. Mm. Is that? A, is that? Mm. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Because I would think a. You can get mm, specific with location names. I'll put it that way. Chili's. Um, Chili's is number three. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, a bar just for drinks is number twenty six. Um. I don't see a brewery on here specifically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. A brewery is honestly, because generally when you go to a brewery, in order to start drinking, you have to go through the beer tour and everything. That's, to me, in my opinion, a decent, like, first date. Because that's, like, an event to do and then have drinks after. Um, But, all right. So, if Chili's is number three, Applebee's is number one. Applebee's is number two. Ooh. Ooh. So, you're getting warmer. Chili's. All right, I'm yeah. blank. Where Applebee's, Chili's, blank, blank for your top five. So where my head is at is now messy food, like barbecue food. And I'm trying to think of what potential barbecue chain there would be, because like Chili's and mm. Applebee's, they talk about their baby back ribs and things like that, and that's like. Well, think think Applebee's and Chili's. You're you're in the right ballpark with those. Um. I'm trying to think yeah, of other chains. Chain. Yeah. But I've also never thought like, think about Think of the biggest, going... stupidest restaurant. Nifty 50s. Nifty 50s is not on the list. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> what? Um, Nifty 50s is, is cute, though. It's cute. Okay. That's, you're, a cute first date. That's a cute like, would... high school first date. Get a milkshake. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. never I would never bring a first date to... to, to uh, to Olive Garden. That's like just after you're married, because when you're there, you're family. You don't want to be dating your sister. That's number five on the list. Ooh, Olive Garden Olive is number Garden. five. Olive Garden is number five. Red Lobster. Red Ooh. Lobster. Red Lobster is a good guess. Red Lobster is number eleven. Uh, okay. So one of them is in the Chili's, Applebee's, Olive Garden vein, but like bigger and dumber. And then the other one is not fast food, but Flood Ruckers. <laughs> Fuddruckers is. I think Fuddruckers <laughs> is too local. <laughs> Joe, Joe's Joe's Crab Shack. Joe's Crab Shack is not on the list. All right, I'll give you guys one more guess each. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So you said one was in Applebee's area, and the one was something else. So one was okay. So yeah, I, fast food was not in the top five, but this one's like on that path. And then the other one is like Applebee's Chili's, but like bigger and dumber. It's bigger and dumber than Applebee's and Chili's. Bigger and dumber, I guess. It, it just, just in in the sense of excess, I guess, is the best way to put it. Gold Corral. Gold Corral is not a bad guess, 
That specifically is not on here, but mm. a buffet in general is number 12. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. boy. Sometimes you just want a piece of fried chicken with some chocolate syrup on it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to go at TGI Fridays. Remarkably, I don't think Fridays is on the list. Oh, wow. I, I, I don't know why, because it's the same restaurant as Applebee's and Chili's. So here yeah. we go. Uh, we're going to go backwards. I'll go through all of them real quick just for funsies now. Uh, sporting event is number 28. Uh, Waffle House is 27. A bar just for drinks is 26. Hookah bar is 25. Then uh-huh. nightclubs, bowling, uh, somewhere that requires a long drive, movie night like Netflix, Hulu, etc. Family functions, ice cream dates, coffee dates, Starbucks, church, the gym, Denny's, IHOP, <laughs> a buffet, Red Lobster, and now we get into the top 10. Wingstop. Buffalo Wild Wings, any fast food chain, your house, the movies, and then our top five, Olive Garden, number four, Chipotle. Ah, Chipotle was on my tongue. Number three, Chili's, number two, Applebee's, and number one, Cheesecake Factory. Ah, Wait, Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory. I mean, mm-hmm. besides the fact that even for a party of two, you're going to have to wait six hours to get a table. Mm-hmm. Is, is that why would that be why just the long wait no matter what time you go it's like, it's there's it's cliche it though it's it's well let me put it this way i don't necessarily mind the food at the cheesecake factory there mm. is a certain like you're going there sort of to pig out and i don't yeah. think that's the aesthetic you're necessarily going for in your first date uh, there's a, the menu is 75 pages long inexplicably. The food is all like, I think if, if I'm assessing this, the food kind of tops out at like a B, B plus, depending on the dish you get. And it's all just an mm-hmm. enormous amount of food. You're not like, I don't go to the cheesecake. I'll put it this way. Man or woman aside, I don't go to the cheesecake factory, eat a meal and go. Now I feel sexy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I I don't go to the Cheesecake Factory and and feel man I'm satisfied with my meal. The last time I went to Cheesecake Factory, I was depressed with my meal and it was yeah. too expensive and I hated it. I was depressed with my meal cuz uh, like the food is fine but it's like it's too much and then at the end of the night you're like, "Well, I guess I'm going to sleep for 3 days." Like it's yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not it's not date material. Now, look, this is this is a little bit of a picky list and it's also just a rando person on online that made this list and circulated it and it gained some traction the way that these things do online but i thought it was interesting i mean that was funny. the the I idea mean, is bad first date list and and it's right like correct it is a that a lot of these places are bad first dates like i don't know who in their right mind would think to bring their date to a family function for a first date um that was that just kind of blew my mind a family function on your first date no uh Movies very cliche, but I've also learned the hard way. Don't do movies on second or third dates. Like movies are like, like later in a relationship. Like, hey, you guys have been dating for a bit. Go to the movies. Like, that's not a good date because you don't get to talk and get to know each other. You're just sitting there with each other. Um, and and so yeah, like you don't want to go to loud, crowded places on first dates because you're yelling to each other and you're you're not able to have those communications. So like I I agree with pretty much everything on there. 
but just the idea that Cheesecake Factory is number... I feel like Cheesecake Factory would be lower on the list. Not number one, but I feel like it should still be on the list. Well, Cheesecake Factory, I think, has the the distinction of being both overpriced and shitty. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's too much for the quality of what you're getting all the time. Unless you... I could see on a first date going... To, like, stopping at Cheesecake Factory for dessert. Being mm-hmm. like, let's just get some cheesecake. And then, like, walk around the promenade mm-hmm. or wherever that Cheesecake Factory yeah. is located. But just going to a cheesecake factory, yeah. Let, or let's share a piece of cheesecake. Ooh, mm. if it's going share well, so share some That'll cheesecake. Be Forty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's the list. Anything uh, that was not mentioned on the list that you think deserves to be on there? No, I was, I was, I was surprised that sporting events were as low as they were because I feel like sporting events are just movies, live movies. Yeah, I, I yeah I like you're I not would, that for the same reason that movies aren't a great first date because you're not going to talk you're not really going to talk about stuff at a sporting event so loud yeah like I have I have asked people out to sporting events like people I were interested in but not as a date wise more as it just like a hey let's hang out and whatever get to know each other this isn't a date this is more just us hanging out um. But I would never, like, if it was someone that I was definitely romantically interested in, I would never think, hey, let's go watch the Phillies game. And no, I want to, because if I'm going, I'm watching the Phillies game. I'm probably not talking. If we're going to the Eagles, I'm watching the Eagles. We're probably Mm -hmm. not talking. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why people I'm there to boo Nick Castellanos. I'm not there for Rose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was a sporting event. Like, there's it's, again, it's it's the aesthetic. It's like you're not like you can go. Like, I go to basketball games with my wife as as much as we can. But it's certainly like if you're just getting to know somebody, and it's like okay, yeah. I want to strike a mood or, or give a good impression. You're not going to be necessarily the place where you're high fiving strangers and like you know screaming mm-hmm. that the ref that they need to get their eyes checked and things like that. Like it's it's again, it's not you're not striking the right aesthetic tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's all I had. Rich? <laughs> oh, it's up. me. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, where's my questions? There they are. All right. Uh, this 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 question comes with a little bit of a backstory as to uh like my answer. Um, what is the most ridiculous thing someone else planned and expected for you to provide for? And I've got two 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 stories. One uh one was um uh well I've really only one story. I'm not going to tell the other one. Uh the one story is I a former friend I don't talk to anymore. We used to work together. We had a game night. We would do a board game night at a friend's house. Um to set the scene, I live in Belmar. They live in Marlton. It's it's a twenty minute half hour drive. This friend who doesn't even run the game night, who lives somewhere else, not in Marlton, wanted to do a rock band game night, meaning, and they didn't want to do it at my house, and I was the only one who has rock band, meaning that this friend wanted me to pack up my guitars, my drums, my console, bring it all the way over to a different friend's house, hook it all up, we play rock band, 
disconnect it all, bring it all home, and reconnect it back up at my house. Instead of coming over and having it at my house. And this friend planned this entire night with the expectation that I would bring all of my video game stuff. And I fought him on it over and over and over. I was like, no, 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 it's too much work, too much work. Eventually, I turned around and was like, fine, but here's the deal, here's the promise. I get to, to where we're playing this these games at. You gotta unload it out of my car. You gotta load it back into my car at the end of the night. Because I'm the only person who's gonna be unloading and reloading it in. But this is the most ridiculous thing, and I shouldn't have to do this. And so it was just like, why, why are you planning for me to do all the work for this party, for this event? Um, and so it was just like, I always thought about, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. I don't understand why I have to do all this work for this thing. And it just made me think, has there ever been an instance where like somebody like planned an event, but turned around and was like, but I need you to do all the work for it. Hmm. Hmm. Or did I just know bad people in my life that made me do <laughs> stupid stuff? I, I'm going to say that it's that one because like <laughs> i th- i think i think that the, the reality is that in that situation i would hope that whomever would like be like hey i really want to play rock band do you want to like can we can we do it at my like i really want to host host a party and play rock band but i don't have the stuff would you be willing to bring it over and like and and Obviously, I will help you disembark and bring everything in and put it all the way. Like, it, it seems like a weird thing to be like, I'm going to plan a party that is based solely around things that I don't have. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, I'm not planning a Scrabble party right now because I don't think we own a Scrabble game. Which Great news, guys. It's pottery night at the Casnell house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll bring the Scrapple, but not the Scrabble. Mmm, Scrapple. My favorite word game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Delish. Uh, yeah, this is not uh, striking a chord with me in the sense that I don't... Nothing's really coming to mind. I mean, there's there have been times where I've offered to bring stuff, and like I end up winding up bringing more than usual. But no, I mean, usually, yeah. Like if, if you're hosting a party and you and you plan to center it around, it's it's a little weird to center it around somebody else's activity. Um, I had somebody I mean, else's house. I brought at someone else's house. Um, I've been asked to bring chairs to someone's house before, but it was because they were moving. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it, not nothing, nothing so far in that realm. Um, yeah, I mean, absent like doing like tailgates or Firefly or whatever, but that's a group event. No, uh, no, you, you, you <laughs> cr- crummy people in your life, uh, yeah. and you've done a great job of uh, purging them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I do not talk to this person anymore after they lied to me about how they uh. They left their wife and newborn son after sick, him being born for less than six months. Uh, oh. But you know what? To brighten up the mood, I'll ask a different question. Um, oh. So that this way we're not ending the episode in 40 minutes. Because I'm the last question. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a potentially oh, I less of a... More. I could ask Tim's question for him. Oh, did he send a question? 
No, but I'll just ask his question for him. <laughs> I mean, I have less of a Dutch question, more of a, like, a right. really quick question that I could ask, All too. Right, sounds good. Um, what is the most ridiculous thing you catch yourself watching nowadays? For me, I found this YouTube channel called SB Mowing, which every week he posts oh, videos of oh, him man, mowing I lawns. That. I love that. <laughs> and there's just something SB about... SB Mowing? SB, like letters SB, Mowing. And it's just okay. him... Like, with sped up YouTube videos of him mowing lawns. And so, like, he'll post a new video every Friday. And I have just, like, it. it's the before and after shots and, and seeing the progress, as well as the ASMR of the sped up, like, shovel scraping on the ground or the, the, the weed eater hitting. Uh, like, it's just the ASMR and everything is just kind of soothing and calming to me. That like I end up more so listening to it than actually watching it, but I've gotten myself caught up in like I have to watch his episode, his shows every or his new videos every week. He also has another channel that's SB uh, SB um, Power Washing, where he does power washing, and it's again the same thing. It's like sped up videos of him power washing uh, yards and 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 driveways, and it's just like. I don't know what it is, but it's the progress shots, and I just love it. But it's like the weirdest thing I've ever caught myself watching. Oh yeah, that. And also to add, he does it on those videos. He does yeah. it for free. So like he goes yeah. to like he'll go to like somebody's yard that's like incredibly overgrown, and is like, "Hey, I will mow your whole lawn for free. I'm just gonna put it on YouTube." Yeah, and then like, he just mo- and he just and he does and he's like fully will like find overgrown like sidewalks and stuff like that did not exist before yeah it's yeah. wild it, it is inc- it is maybe the most satisfying content that's out there i fully i know exactly what you're talking about i love it <laughs> i don't i don't yeah. watch it i don't watch it that frequently but it does come off my shorts a lot and i have watched full videos because yeah. it is it is I, that that like yeah yeah, man, love it. And they're also not short videos. They're 30 minutes to an hour long. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll just be working while it's just on on the side. And, just, and it's just like, all right, <laughs> numbers, 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 as that's going on. I've I've watched, speaking of Scrabble, I've watched an unreasonable amount of videos about the best Scrabble player in the world. His name is Nigel Richards, and he is. So I'm I'm I don't want to get like too in the weeds about how good he is at Scrabble, but they have not yet made an AI that's as good at Scrabble as he is. Hmm. Like whenever you, if you like, uh, if you, um like plot out all of his moves, he always makes the best possible move unless it is more advantageous to make a less good move. Like if you if you're like if you know all of the like if you plug it into an algorithm, he always does the best move. And the second best Scrabble player in the world said that he only ever beats him because Scrabble is a game of chance. Mm-hmm. So, like, the only reason he doesn't win all the time is because he physically cannot. He is <laughs> stupid. He's he also he he has won the French 
Scrabble Championships, I think two or three times, and he does not speak French. Damn. <laughs> he just memorized the French Scrabble Dictionary in like six months. It's unreal. He's he's he is a a person who is just so far. Oh, he's like he's the best at he's the best at something, but does not seem to be a bad person. He's just man. He's the best at Scrabble. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Number one Scrabble. Scandal, scandal comes out in two weeks, so we have to redact that statement. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. If Nigel, if I'm glad it seems like that now. But I'm going to tell you, friends. if I was going to cut a profile of somebody who was going to turn out to be. A complete and utter psychopath. Dude who spends way too much time playing Scrabble is going to be pretty high up on the list of You're right. That they You're, might right. Add. You're right. Uh, I'm sure this guy's a, a prince. Um, but uh, but what have I seen randomly? So, random, six months ago, I put on while I was working a short series that they ran on the History Channel a while back called The Men Who Built America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like an eight part round up being like eight hours long, like dramatization of like basically the industrial revolution. And it was just mm-hmm. like this dramatization of like the interactions between like John Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie and like Cornelius Vanderbilt and, you know, all these, these other guys who were fundamental foundational in their various industries. And it was extremely random, like mostly historical, but like, you know, they had some interactions that were played up for drama like you know specific interactions between like carnegie and and rockefeller or or rockefeller and Vanderbilt that like probably didn't happen exactly the way they put it there Um, but it was really interesting uh and completely completely and utterly random i don't know when this came out it was just on the (laughs) history channel's youtube channel and i watched the whole thing in like a week uh while i was at work and i was like sweet this rocks and like i could dip out every now and then i have to watch the acting performances which is good because it's history channel actors um, but I could just like listen to it and listen to the stories that they were telling. Uh, and all these like, you know, captains of industry were really shitty to each other for a long time and eventually led to like monopolies getting busted up in the early 1900s uh, while I was underwriting deals and between nice. calls and things like that. Uh, that was a while ago. Now I mostly just put on like unless I've got a specific podcast I want to listen to, I will just put on like a YouTube of like either old video game music. And just let a playlist of that go because I like listening to the little bleepity bloops or like old music from the 90s uh, that I can still concentrate. I, this is the thing I've talked with Sean about at length. Uh, mm-hmm. Something that's got familiar tune to it, but that I can still tune out and focus on my work. Uh, <laughs> and it, that happens to be old video game music. So. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's that's me with reading. I put on video game lo-fi, but it has to be like different enough to where I don't recognize what the song is. Otherwise, that's all that's in my brain is the actual song and not what the song actually is uh, and what I'm reading. So, like, if I start to recognize, oh, shit, this is Gerudo Valley, and I start to hum along Gerudo Valley, I have to skip the song before I continue to read. Otherwise, I won't be reading. I'll just be listening to Gerudo Valley. Good song. It's great. Anything else? No, that's it. That's it. I love the YouTube algorithm. The YouTube algorithm is so good. It is. It genuinely. It is so good at being like this is what you need right now. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It is. But I I hate I hate the fact that like there are a lot of people. I can't say a lot of people, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there 
Um, the sample size of people that I send videos to, majority of them will look at the video title and say, I'm probably not going to watch this because I don't want my YouTube algorithm to get messed up. Because mm-hmm. it's, if it's not something that's on their algorithm, they don't want it on their algorithm because oh. then it'll so, show them more things like that. And I'm just like, well, this sucks. And so, like, when it comes to the videos I post on YouTube, I'm like, you could just watch it. Well, I don't, I, I don't have interest in watching the game that you're playing. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You could literally just put it on in the background and just give me that view and that like. But then that'll mess up my algorithm and I'll start getting videos for that. And I'm like... Are really people that precious about their YouTube algorithm? Absolute cowards. People are that precious about their algorithm. They don't want, like, my YouTube videos to pop up or, like, YouTube videos of the games that I'm playing to pop up on their algorithm because they are so dedicated and precious about, like, I just want what comes up and that's it and nothing else. Like I I shared a video to a friend earlier today. It's it's this uh, channel called Nerd Forge, and they do a bunch of different like art decoration projects. Uh, they're they're out of Norway, um, and today they turned their little kitchen area in their studio into something that represents uh, like Fallout, the Fallout era of like Fallout series. And I sent it to a friend who I knew would be very interested in it, and he looks at it and he's like. I want to watch this, but I don't want it on my algorithm, so I'm not going to. And I'm like, just watch it in incognito. He's like, that means I have to go on my PC and open up incognito mode. Oh my god! And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, you can't. Okay. These, this, there's no way these people are real. No, nope, yeah, <laughs> they're real. These, they are these, absolutely this real. Cannot you possibly. Can, you can fix it so quickly, though. Like, just also, who don't... gives a shit? Who yeah, gives just... a shit? Just don't How could you possibly that? have this misplaced set of priorities? It's the internet. <laughs> <laughs> people, people are precious about their algorithm. I'm losing my no, mind, man. Man, people are. Fuck? It's they don't they don't want the stuff to come up that they don't want to watch and like. I don't give a shit skip about it. my when algorithm. It comes up, like, just skip it. Uh, have a it, like I. See what that does I, to your fucking algorithm, idiot! Oh my god! I have I have a friend who has uh, and Matt, you might like the channel. It's Michael Michael Jordan fans are the best. It's a it's a satire uh, channel that this dude uh, uh, he's probably got like about a thousand subscribers or something. Been around for like maybe a year or something like that. Um, it hits. I don't watch the videos just because I literally like he's asked me to watch and I've tried to watch and I just I find them boring and it's. That I it's I subscribe to his channel to help him out that way, but that's really all. I don't see his updates or anything like that. But if his cha- if his videos came up across my screen, I would watch them. But it's just like I don't have interest in them. But I'm not not watching them because I don't want them on my algorithm. I'm not watching them because I just straight up. I'm sorry, I don't find this interesting. Like I f- I find you and funny and the stuff you do, but I don't find the stuff that fun. So it's going to be a hard uh, maybe if I get around to watching it. Not a hard no. I don't want it on my algorithm. Hmm. I'm looking at his page now. There's a lot more Chris Broussard than I'm... <laughs> as you're doing all that, there's a lot more Chris Broussard than I'm interested in diving into here. For, now we're getting really deep in the weeds. But... Uh, <laughs> but man, people people, people yeah. are precious about their algorithm. That's why It's, it's, like, it's unlimited. That's Just wild. keep scrolling. Just keep going yeah. down. There's, more. there's I've, always more. I, I've, I've known, and I haven't, I don't know who it was, but I remember hearing people saying like they didn't want to search something because they didn't want their targeted 
ads to be something that they were searching. And it's like, all right, then just open incognito mode. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. All right, well, then how are you going to get the information? Well, you can look it up. I'm like, I'm looking something else up. I don't, I don't want targeted ads for whatever it was that we're talking about that wasn't anything bad to have targeted ads about. These people, people are ridiculous. <laughs> I know <laughs> some, I like know some dumb people, or like, uh, like a strip mall, or God forbid, man, I can't wait for these people to open like a circular they get in the mail for junk mail. Their head's gonna explode. <laughs> Holy smokes! Who are All these right. people? Stop! They're not real. Uh, They're not serious. Uh, one of the, one of them. One of them who says they don't want their algorithm changed is somebody I'm on PodQuest with, and it's not the one you're thinking. Mm. It's the other one. I don't want it getting in the way of all the porn I've been searching for. Yeah, all the porn on YouTube I'm looking <laughs> for. I'm jerking off. I don't want to be watching video games. Uh, all right. The Brose Podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. And of course... Uh, you can follow us on social media if you want to see when the latest episodes are dropping. We're on X at Brose underscore podcast. We're on Facebook at Brose podcast. And we're on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, of course, if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for plugs. Uh, Rich, let's start with you. Check me out on X, where I'm screwing up your algorithm at B underscore Walnuts. And check me out on Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, where I'm video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, playing some Baldur's Gate, Sea of Thieves, and whatever else I can get my hands on, as well as PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show. Sean, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeySOB, and you can find me everywhere doing Frisbee Golf at OB Disc Golf. Tim Hansen is on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. I'm sorry, X. Uh, at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, I'm on X at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. You can usually find me snarking about the Sixers, but I'm also here to plug Alex Casnell on the board of directors. That's right, man. They are doing their thing. Uh, go on to bandcamp.com uh, and search for Alex Casnell on the board of directors to see all their music. They've got an EP, an album, and a single out called Coming for Revenge. You can also get some merch t-shirts stickers and the like uh and they've got tour dates up there as well so if you happen to be in the area especially if you're in the ohio area uh but really anywhere in the midwest they're doing dates all uh all different spots in the next seven weeks he said he's got he's talked to him last week he said he's got a gig pretty much every weekend for the next like seven weekends which is bananas nice. uh so uh so he's, he's going through so alex casnell on the board of directors hop on the train now his tickets our uh, extended train metaphor seats are running out on the bandwagon that's <laughs> careening down the hill for the board of directors bandcamp.com alex guys on the board of directors. <laughs> all right say goodbye to the gentle listeners everyone bye for tim hansen rich sweet and sean o'brien and the entire action news team my name is Matt Gaznell, reminding you all to be smart and be stupid.